Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast. Thursday morning, 11 a.m., Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, lots to talk about as we prepare for the NFC Championship rematch on Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers coming to town. We're going to talk about the difficulty of having to stop this Niners offense that is first in the league in DVOA, presents so many different problems for a defense that is a little bit talent poor at linebacker right now. Zach, we'll get into that. We will have our weekly roster draft. We'll have the news from the Novacare Complex yesterday, but I think we got a start. Congratulations are in order for Zach Berman, nominated for Pennsylvania Sports Writer of the Year. Congratulations. I appreciate that. The association, uh, like like the other people on that list, makes it an honor because there's some awesome awesome writers and reporters on that list. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Uh, I didn't think that it was necess- necessary for you to take so many shots at Gelb uh, in text message last night, but that's okay. I would never take... <laughs> I would never take a shot at Gilb. Uh, also, condolences on uh, on the passing of Charlie Munger. I know that that was well. First off, you. yeah, condolences to Charlie Munger and those who know him. I gotta say, one of the the uh, the odd things in this in doing this show with you for five years is that when Charlie Munger, one of the great like financial minds of our of of uh, I was gonna say our time, but of yeah of the past A-time, century. Yeah. Uh, when he passes away, I get all these messages, condolences, <laughs> as if like Charlie Munger dead, Charlie Munger dead, yeah, Charlie um, Munger dead. But in Henry all Kissinger in, dead. In all earnestness, there's there's a lot to, to be learned from Charlie Munger and uh, uh, a wise man. Okay. And by the way, very influential in my in a previous game we played in my super forecasting. Uh, uh, approach which paid dividends when I won. So I don't believe you won. I literally won two years ago. Two years ago. Yes. Okay. And, I won last year. Okay. Two years ago I won and his whole thing was was about holding. Correct? Well it's interesting you bring up super sorecasting, Zach, because I believe we're gonna have a special guest on tomorrow's show, which we are very much looking forward to. One of the architects of super sorecasting gonna join us in studio. So we're looking forward to that. Stay tuned for that. But Zach, the prof. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I tried to be a little bit hinting okay. at it, but okay. you've just come out and said it. So there you go. Well, there goes the surprise. I hinted at it too. So those who know, those who know, know. Those who don't will be in for a treat. And for our, our new listeners, you will love this. Uh, and our, our new viewers, I should say. But for the long timers, I do want to give a, a special uh, note of appreciation for we're getting a lot of messages. It's Spotify rap season. Yes. And seeing uh, the PHLY Eagles show. I, I got to say, like, uh, for, for the for the PHLY Eagles show to be showing up there after yeah. just three months, that's that's some real sicko dumb. Yeah, so we truly appreciate it. And we will... Uh, there are a couple I've seen with that, have, that have both the old show and the new show in there, which, exactly. which is real dedication. And that's that's the most rewarding part of this job. So I appreciate it. Now, what's what, what was on your Spotify Wrapped? Uh, all my my daughters and my son's uh, music. Which because which is? My daughter likes Taylor Swift. Okay. Okay. My son likes. Uh, is it the Imagine Dragons? And there really. Or yeah, I think it's called the Imagine Dragons. Good for him. I believe it's just Imagine Dragons, but. Uh, it's also a good setup for a uh, an internet punchline, but we'll save that one for a different day. Did I say something that's going to get me in trouble? Uh, no. Oh, okay. All right. No, no. I, I, just, I always get worried that my cultural references are going <laughs> to... I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I, I was just going to tell yeah, you... Let, uh, let me pull up mine here. Um, the rap. So we got... I'll tell you mine. Uh, my top artists. Number one, Mount Joy. Got to love that. Uh, number two. Now, see, I don't. I don't trust my Spotify Wrapped because the songs are not. You would are not, not trust technology. It's literally. It's it, no, but it's not. It's not. It's not accurate. I think there are certain things that don't qualify for them because all we listen to all year long is this uh, this science songs album uh, from something called Moxie. That's what we listen to when we're driving. Nowhere to be found in the top songs. Not a good job. Uh, there, there must be some reason it doesn't count. The top songs: Fishing in the Dark, which is a Casey uh, jam. And then four songs from Lion Guard, which we have not been listening to in the last like seven months. So I don't really trust it. 
Meanwhile, uh, Mount Joy, and then the Beach Boys number two, which was like a, hmm. a one phase. No, it was like a one month phase. So okay. again, do not trust that. I think it's maybe like certain by judging by the search. Uh, number three, Stephanie Beatrice, which is Justin Canto. Uh, number four is the Lion King uh, Broadway musical, and number five is uh, Lion Guard. So gotcha. I don't think that is accurate. Okay. Perfectly accurate. Okay, we have yeah Taylor Swift. Uh, I guess my wife listens to Ed Sheeran. And your wife's using your Spotify, or you have a shared account. No, we have one. Well, yeah, we have one account that we use. <laughs> is okay. that bad to say? I don't know. Is that bad? <laughs> um, uh, from the Super Mario movie. That's 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 my son. The Ninja Kids. The Ninja Kids. I don't yeah. know about the Ninja Kids. Yeah. Uh, can't Stop the Feeling. I don't know what that's from. Um, I have, oh, here's one. I have The Cape. From Jason Kelsey's. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I listened to that. Uh, we Belong Together. That's another one my sons, that my kids listen to. So, yeah, it's all my, it's it's my family's music. I'm not a big music person. I'm more of a podcast person, but I. And what was your top podcast? I spread to the different apps, actually. Yeah, I do a little bit of, I do a little yeah, bit of app because, spreading myself. Because when, <laughs> when my wife or my kids are listening to Spotify, I, I can't listen to that, so I'll, I'll listen to uh, I'll listen to the. Other oh, app. if it's the same, you can't. If they're listening to Spotify on a different device, you can't listen to Spotify yes. on your own. Yes, I didn't know that. Correct. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, not great. I feel like they. Should, I feel like they could change that. A little, a little, just a little product note from me to Spotify. <laughs> okay, I think uh, they could use my advice. But no, it, it, I appreciate all those people who have us in your Spotify Wrapped, and when we do this next year. You will have a better year of shows ahead. I promise you, we'll keep getting better. I hope so. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't want to make a promise we can't keep. These shows have been pretty good. Who's to say? Well, you keep climbing, right? Get 1% better every day, Zach. Exponential improvements. The lamp is never full. That's what Jalen Hurts says. Zach, this is the biggest game of the year. We've spent yes. nine minutes not talking about it. You Whose of all fault people, is that? How could, you're the one going into the Spotify rap. I literally thanked the audience. I didn't expect it to be a, a revelation of what's in the. What's you, in the you're, you're the one going down the list. I'm saying, Zach, this is a football week. This is a big game, and you're trying to distract us with Trust with me. Spotify stuff. I feel like you got to give a little I've bit. Been, I've been working on articles. I've been grinding tape. Okay, I feel good about where. You know, where I stand with my knowledge of this team, of the Niners. I haven't watched as much Niners this year as I would like. And I needed to look, this isn't going to be very popular with that, with, with the audience. Cause I, I know there's a lot of like Niners pushback or, or Niners dislike. The Niners are legitimately good, man. The Niners are, I mean, from a person like Kyle Shanahan gets a lot of attention. I don't think anybody's arguing that they're not a yeah, good no, team. No, Kyle Shanahan gets a lot of love and the scheme's great. I get that. But the personnel is awesome. And what they've put together in terms of offensive personnel and these interchangeable parts, and uh, Brandon Ayuk's taken another step this year. He is dangerous. You combine him with, with uh, Debo, and then you have Christian McCaffrey, who plays every position. Uh, I, I said if Christian McCaffrey had WR next to his name in the 2017 draft, top 15 pick as well. Right, that the Eagles were strongly considering him at number fourteen. He didn't last there. Uh, I think he would be a bad a, pick if he was just just a did. slot receiver. If he wasn't also a running back. See, why are you making him just a slot receiver? By the way. Well, if he was just a wide receiver, but I but, don't uh, think that he would be a top fifteen pick. Why just a slot receiver? Why not? Why can't he play on the outside? Well, that's fine, but I okay. still don't think he would be a top fifteen worthy uh, pick as a just a wide receiver. Obviously, the yeah. the running talent is baked into that. Yeah, he is a special receiver as well uh the, he is one of the best players in football regardless of position and then you have Kittle um so there's there's so much to like on that 49ers on that 49ers offense and I know we'll we'll get to it here but this is a tough week for the Eagles to be undermanned in the middle of the field yeah we've got we, we're gonna get into all this let's yep. let's start with the news you were there yep. yesterday because we didn't have a show yesterday you had your uh your report from Novacare. Yep. Went up on uh, the PHLY YouTube and on your Twitter. But and shout out to Julia, our outstanding. Well, she's she's producing the show. She does so much more here than that. But uh, Julia put it. Uh, my initial, I I taped it from Novacare, okay, because I, I wanted 
the well, you're a big backdrop guy. Yeah, I wanted the backdrop. I had a tripod that, that I set up and I put the phone on it. And that way, because the last time I did it from from the from over here, I always appreciate notes. Enjoy against great notes. I was a little too close. I unfortunately don't have the long. I I, I don't have the Shaq Leonard arms. Uh, so I was a little too close. So I set up the tripod, put my phone there. The problem is I didn't use a separate mic. I used the phone mic. The wind made it mm. tough. Uh, so Julia tried to to make it decipherable. It wasn't the quality that we needed. So I got home to where we used to do the pod and uh, taped it from there. So that's why it, it went up a little later. But Julia uh, put it up. So appreciate that from from Julia. Uh, that was from yesterday's show, or, or that was from yesterday's practice. The Eagles had a walkthrough. They did Give not me the stone have, cold news, man. Yeah, they did not have a full practice. They had a, a walkthrough, but the injury report estimation is interesting. I'm going to start with kind of the headline here, which is Lane Johnson Limited. Uh, you had that that great interview with Baldy the other day on Tuesday when Baldy, um, you know, I think basically said that he expects Lane to play. This I would week. say so. Lane was limited. That's a good sign. It means he's out there. He's doing work. Uh, so I would expect Lane Johnson to play. Milton Williams progressing as as well. He missed last week with the concussion. Now uh, limited in in practice. The concern here: Zach Cunningham did not practice with a hamstring injury. Doesn't sound like he's going to go. Jeff McLean had that report yesterday. Uh, Fletcher Cox groin injury. I, I I know all our daily viewers and, and listeners know that Fletcher wasn't on the show on Tuesday. He's He's, uh, he's obviously undergoing treatment right now. This is an important injury to monitor as well. Grant Calcaterra does not have a walking boot on, but he's he is dealing with this ankle injury. Would not have practiced, and neither would Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Goddard would like to push to play, but I don't know if that's going to happen quite yet. Uh, oh, you were you were like taking a big whiff of yourself the other day saying that he was going to play. I didn't say he was going to play. I said it was a possibility. I said, don't categorically eliminate. So do you feel differently today than you did on Tuesday about the chances of him playing? Uh, slightly different. Slightly different. I, I think they might. I think he wants to play, but I, I think they'll. Of course he wants to play. They'll hold that there. That's That comes down to the doctors. Uh, there's, turkey's, there's Turkey's over under 50% that he plays. I would go under right now. Okay. Uh, there are a handful of other players who were limited who are big-name guys such as A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, Jordan Davis, uh, Julio Jones. But if you're limited on Wednesday, I wouldn't necessarily be concerned. One player I, I did not mention for the DNP, uh, Justin Evans. Who, I was going to ask you yeah, about Yeah, he returned. The Eagles uh, designated him to return from IR, and it appears he had some type of setback here because he went from being a participant in practice to now not practicing, and that's – Notable because the Eagles need all types of of, of depth they can look for. So, uh, pay well, and because his window there. is going to close. If they don't activate him to the active roster by early next week, I think yes. his season's over. His season's over, exactly. So that's that's a good note there. Uh, Shaq Leonard was in the building yesterday. Uh, he he came after he visited Dallas. Uh, he he left. There's 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 no deal according to. Uh, multiple reports here. He's he's going to take some time to decide between the Eagles and the Cowboys. So certainly nothing for this weekend at this point. But pay attention to that. Nick Sirianni is doing his 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 best recruiting pitch. He, you he asked says, him about his recruiting skills. Yeah, he says it's been a long time since he's done it. He kind of undersold it. I I had heard back when he was at IUP that he could he could close the deal. Uh, well, sure, but it's not like it's not like he was at you know. Yeah. Like winning uh, recruiting rankings for Georgia or something like that. Right? Well, that is that's true. He was not doing that, but everything's relative, right? Sure. Uh, so he. But you could see, you could see the difference in the approach. Like whereas yeah. Jerry Jones is like he's going to come, he's going to yeah. be sucked in exactly. by the Cowboys, or uh, like he's going to choose us. Whereas Nick is like, oh, I just want him to do what's best for yes. him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I and and I actually think Nick's probably taking that approach, knowing Shaq Leonard. He's he, he sure. says he he's known him a long time. They've been on the phone this week. Uh, I think Nick was very deliberate, like not trying to, not trying to put pressure on him, not trying to, to um, woo him or seduce him in any way. Um, you know what I mean, Bo? Okay, uh, but 
from a from a football recruiting perspective. But by the way, cool for Shaq Leonard. This is a guy who, you know, was not a major college player. Where do you go? South Carolina State, right? Uh, I mean, I think that's a pretty major program. I think he would tell you it's not. Um, okay. Second round pick. Yeah, but I'm saying, but he he never he was never a free agent before, yeah. right? So it must be fun to be seduced. To be recruited. Let's 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 be careful with our verbs. To be recruited. It must be fun to be to, wooed. to go to yeah, to be wooed. To to be wanted. Everyone everyone I feel wanted. like I could I would love could you say wooed again? I love the way you said that. Wooed. <laughs> I don't know That's what's so really funny good. about that. But everybody wants to be wanted, right? Sure. And so to have the Cowboys and the Eagles coming after you, you visit both places. I've always said if I was a big time college recruit, I would take every official visit. Those seem so much fun, right? Um what I mean, I you get to you get to see different schools, you get to see all the facilities, you get to meet different people, like all a lot of student unions that you get to go to. Of course, you would want to go to everyone. Among other stops, sure. Uh, but I mean, what? It is it is best for me not not to say what I'm thinking. I don't know what you're thinking. I'm thinking about being a top recruit, being recruited to these schools. Hearing there's their 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 pitch to you being felt you know being made being to feel felt. being made to feel important uh, that's that must be a cool feeling for these guys so for Shaq Leonard someone who was not an SEC program uh, a guy who was who, who was not like the bell of the ball coming out of high school uh, I'm saying this 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 must be neat it must be neat. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm not saying anything. Okay. I'm <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not on. going where I want to go. Okay? Please don't go where you want to go week. because we're, we're. Please don't go where you want to go. Last thing from from. Well, there's there's two more things from from yesterday. I want to get to here at the top. Zach, can you move your mic slightly to your right? I I know that that message was not for me to be able to read out loud, but. <laughs> I want to make sure that we are. I, I like being transparent with the audience. If if the audio is not what it needs to be, it's my fault. It's certainly not Julia's fault there. Okay, it's because the mic wasn't. The mic needed to be slightly to my right. Uh, James Bradbury has been in the news because Debo Samuel called him trash, yes. and Debo Samuel did not back off of that. Okay, uh, now James, being the professional that he is. Got by, he, he stood by his locker, Eli Manning style, and, and said, I think you can just say James Bradbury style. Okay. He did it after the yes, Super Bowl. Yes. He doesn't, we don't have, everything doesn't have to be about Eli Manning. And He's said, not the only classy player yes. in the NFL. And said, said, who's going first? And he was ready. He said all the right things. He says he, he wished that, you know, he, he said he didn't like hearing that. He wished Debo Samuel used a different word to describe him. But all he can control is like his, his work ethic and the way he handles each day. He was asked. He was asked why uh, Debo Samuel might have said that. He said, "You have to ask Debo that." He said, "He he thinks based on the clips he's seen that they thought they had a good game plan going into that game. They thought they had you know some routes that were open, uh, but clearly the Eagles decimated the 49ers that day." So yeah, I mean, uh, let's see Debo Samuel like finish yeah. a, a regular season healthy for once in his James life. James Bradbury took the uh, took the professional approach that you would expect from James Bradbury. But I, I do know from being in that locker room and asking around, there are guys who, who are, uh, <coughs> excuse me, pretty. Uh, I agree. Like, Somebody was texting me that they think there are a lot of good looking players. No, pretty frustrated, pretty oh. um, annoyed. Like I shouldn't say frustrated, just like uh, annoyed at, at, at the chatter coming from San Francisco. Like, how could you not be? It's exactly. been it's been nonstop, and yes. it's like it's so unbecoming. Like all they've been doing is complaining yeah. since that game. It's wild. Of course, of of course, the Eagles are going to like feel some kind of way about that because they like, you know, keep our names out of your mouth, right? Yeah, and there's it's this so idea. Weird. There's that, this idea that like if, like something if, unfair happened to them. Yes. Like, Nothing unfair happened. They didn't block a guy, and their quarterback got hurt, and then their quarterback got hurt again. And you know what? They've got a terrible offensive line, and that's that's the situation again this week. Yeah, I even saw something like 
And then Nick Bosa got hurt by a gunner running into him. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, you know, and I and I, I did rewatch the game this week. I, I had forgotten about how pathetic the end of that game was when like Trent Williams is picking a fight with Kayvon Wallace yeah. when they're down by thirty points in the fourth. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, and Jalen Hurts grow gets, up. Jalen Hurts gets unnecessarily hit. Yeah. Out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, I it's like like the Eagles are, are taking. Uh, are taking a very deliberate approach this week. You heard Nick Sirianni say yesterday, like it's similar to the Chiefs game last last uh, or, or two weeks ago. These teams have changed. It's not the 2022 Eagles versus the 2022 Niners, but uh, but there's got to be a part of the Eagles that are like, come on, guys, seriously. Yeah. Now I do think that I think that's a, I think that that is sort of a factor in this game. Hmm. That um, it means more to n- n- no that. Like the Niners are favored for a reason. The Niners are, as you said, that, that this is a very, very good team. The offense is awesome. The defense is okay. Like there are a lot of reasons to think that the Niners should win this game. They're also, you know, they've got uh, extra rest. The Eagles are dealing with these injuries. But I do think that if the Eagles like get out to a lead in this game, can't you see the Niners just going on tilt and like, oh, yeah. like totally getting out of their game plan and like, chasing these fights like that just seems like the way that they're wired for sure for sure i mean i i would i'd be mindful of that if i were the eagles all right well uh if you want to go on tilt too because i think this is going to be an absolutely unhinged crowd on sunday for a game that looks like it's going to be bad weather too um you want to just go full-on psycho mode you can get your tickets at game time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps. And you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, so there's there's uh, just one other like uh, colorful thing that I want to add from yesterday. Okay. Uh, Jalen Hurts, who as as we all know is very seldom, he he doesn't reveal much about himself, right? He's 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 pretty guarded. I thought it was I thought it was a good spectrum into in, into who he is uh, when he was talking about going to the Sixers game on on Monday night. He said that he he very rarely goes, but he's never been able to see LeBron play, and he's never met him. And he wanted to meet LeBron. He, he talked about how transcendent LeBron is, both on and off the court. Uh, and so he, he he wanted a chance to to watch him and see him and kind of pay the respects that way. Uh, but this is the part that I, th- I thought was cool. He took his dad to the game, uh, and he wanted to, he wanted his dad to shake LeBron James's hand too. Um, it makes me feel old when it's it's framed. He's like, you know, LeBron's an older guy, so my dad, you know, he's he's kind of like my, my my dad's watched him, but it's true. LeBron's played twenty years, right? Uh, so, just I thought that was neat. Um, Jalen Hurts, for all that he's he's like the coolest guy in the room. He's the face of the franchise. All this stuff, like he's still a son. And I thought it was it was real cool that you know his, his dad's in town. He took his dad to the game, and he spent like he could. He could have done anything on, on on Monday night. He goes to the Sixers game with his dad. I think. I think. Yeah, that, that kind of a soft spot in my heart for that. I I, I respected that when I saw that. Was there any? Uh, has LeBron talked about it at all? Or was there well, like was there a clip of them together? I did not see that. I, I it's a good question. I I should, I should look that up. Now they're obviously represented by the same agency. I was surprised they haven't met before. Um, but still, that that. Uh, he said, "Obviously, I, I met him and and we had a chance to talk." And uh, yeah, maybe trying was, to trying to woo him. The Eagles could use some tight end depth. Yeah, LeBron was quite the player at St. Vincent St. Mary's. And you, uh, of course, filmed him as a as a high school basketball player. I did. I was I was there, second row. Uh, my 
my brother's my brother's team, my high school was was playing against him. This it was, was Alex. This was Matt. This was Matt. Yes, uh, it was a, it was a great game. It was LeBron's junior year, and he was awesome. And then your dad famously taped over it. I wouldn't say famously, but yeah, my, my dad taped over my daughter's ballet recital. And my dad would have probably told you back then that my daughter's ballet, I'm sorry. His daughter's, daughter, your sister. His, yeah. his daughter's, my sister, that my sister's Jenna. ballet recital. Yes. If we're sharing the names of everybody here, <laughs> um, that my sister's ballet recital, that my sister's ballet recital uh, is more important. Well, than famously, she is the, uh, she is the LeBron of ballet. She, my sister is amazing. She's most definitely not the LeBron of ballet. She was, I went to those ballet recitals and she's most definitely not the LeBron of ballet. Wow. Uh, that's, that's not a shot she would tell, but she's amazing in so many other ways. Just about, so which, what, what, what NBA player would be her ballet comp? Oh, I mean, she wouldn't have gotten to the NBA with her ballet, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. So she was like the, um, I, I, Jenna, I, I, I she was like the uh, Ibrahim Muhammad of uh, of ballet. I'm Maybe not Jabbar. Sh- Who? Wasn't that the pen player? Okay, that's just a weird <laughs> reference. Well, I'm sure you said a player who didn't make the NBA. I know, didn't make the NBA. Like when you said that, I was worried you were setting me up for something that is gonna is is is, is, is gonna get the me on Vetus Danilus. Okay, sure. Sure. Uh-oh. Okay. She was the Zach Berman of of Bella. Wow. I put it that way. Now yeah. that is a shot. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we were probably comparable. Me and basketball and her in ballet. Wow. Poor Jenna taking straight. All she's all she's doing is trying to get a preview of the Eagles Niners game, and you're taking shots. <laughs> you're for the ballet. one who brought it up. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. You talked about the Niners offense, Zach. <laughs> this Niners offense is yes. uh, so good. It is first in DVOA. We know about the, uh, you know, the personnel that mm-hmm. the, those guys you talked about. You know, they play twenty-one personnel, the second highest rate in the league. They play twenty-two personnel, the highest rate in the league. So they are they are in like formations that you would expect a defense to match with base over fifty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. As you said, the Eagles in this game have Christian Ellis and Nicholas Morrow and nobody else healthy. Now Ben Van Sumeren. Has they have used up his elevations, right? Yeah. So, so if they, he, he's going to play in this game, which he probably is going, he's going to. They're going to have to take a roster spot here. How do you think? Well, that they will? have a spot. They have a spot. They they waived Josiah Scott earlier. This that's week. right. So they have a spot, and I imagine that is for Van Sumeren. Okay, but so that's that, just depth. You're not counting on Ben Van Sumeren to be sure. But they need they yeah, need another exactly. linebacker healthy. Um, obviously, that is a matchup that you think is exploitable for yeah. the Niners, right? Uh, Kyle Shanahan is very good at um, exploiting linebackers, getting those guys in space, and Brock Purdy is very good at throwing over the middle of the field. This is like problem number one, the thing that you know Sean Desai is going to have to solve for in this game. Do you expect we're just going to see Allison Morrow? Do you think this means you know some, some heavy dime yeah. with Sidney Brown being the second box player? Do you think the Eagles are going to go you know, five-man defensive, lo- defensive fronts instead and go play like a 5-1-5? Or most likely, is it just sort of a little bit of everything? Great question. And I think that's like the big story of this game. Uh, the default is saying a little bit of everything because that kind of covers your bases, right? Um, but I, I guess realistically, you take a step back. You mentioned those those numbers there. When you're undermanned at linebacker the way the Eagles are, you would much rather face a team that's like heavy 11 personnel, right? Um, or even, you know, even four wide. Uh San Fran plays the second fewest 11 personnel in the league. And you definitely don't want to see a team that has two backs or two tight ends on the field as much as the 49ers do, because that's obviously going to put strain on the middle of the field. I think from, if I had to guess, you're going to see Sidney Brown used more in the role that he played in Illinois, where he's almost, it's, it's a heavy dime, but he's almost a quasi linebacker. This is the, the push pull here. San Fran, you know, we're kind of thinking about it, or I, I shouldn't say we, I'm thinking about it like when San Fran's in the passing game and they can get McCaffrey isolated on a linebacker, they can get Kittle isolated on a linebacker, they can even get Debo isolated on a, on a linebacker or a safety. But Kyle Shanahan will show no issue running the ball over and over and over again. And He will, he will stubbornly run the ball. Yeah. Yes. 
And I know you say the Eagles have the best run defense, or and you know you saw that clip from from Brandon Graham. And of course, it it, it comes down to the front. Like you can't dismiss the front. Uh, but if you go five one five, you're vulnerable there at the second level, and you really are counting on your safeties tackling. Now Kevin Byard and Reed Blankenship, and um, you know these are uh, players that that you trust at this point. Uh, but this is a week when you would much rather face a team that's that's going to spread you out. And you like there there have been games this year when the Eagles were undermanned at corner, and you wish those were the weeks you you might be playing against a team that that plays these heavier packages. Uh, this is certainly not an ideal week for the Eagles. I, I mean, I do think that every time the Niners run the ball, it's a win for the Eagles, even if they're running the ball. So? Yes, I do. Um, because of the Eagles' run defense or because they're because not of exploiting the Eagles, the Because Eagles. of the Eagles' run defense. Okay. Um, we can get to some of the, the Purdy numbers in, in our draft, but you know they are incredibly efficient when they throw the ball. Um, if we want to have the Christian Ellis conversation, you know, yeah. from rewatching that game. Yo, boy, as you said. My boy. Um, my, my contention with Christian Ellis all along has been, and don't, don't, don't smile at me. <laughs> I'm telling you my Christian Ellis take. My contention all along has been he is the he, he is a, a uh, for a defense that going into the season was not expected to be great. He, he provided some high variance. I believe that that is true. And I think his his highs are higher than what you're getting from Nicholas Morrow. And his lows are about the same as what you're getting from Nicholas Morrow. I think he, I still think he's a better player than Nicholas Morrow. Now, where I was wrong is the defense itself has been better than I was expecting it to be. So having a guy like be in the right place mattered a little bit more. But in this game where I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to line up and stop the Niners, you know, drive in, drive out. I think they're going to be giving up yards. I want the guy who has a little bit of variance. And, you know, if Brock Purdy is going to throw you the ball, Christian Ellis can catch it. I'm not so sure about Nicholas Moore. I think he can make bigger plays. Now, am I feeling good about Nicholas Morrow and Christian Ellis being in the middle of the field against the Niners for, you know, 65 plays? No, obviously not. But I, I don't think that he was as bad as some people are saying he was in that last game. Yeah, I see in the chat. Um, he, uh, K111 says Christian Ellis was terrible last week. He says he gave up two touchdowns, Bo. Well, that's not that's not true. It's, I mean, <laughs> just just not true. He's people are blaming him for the one where Blankenship misses the tackle that he's going the place he's supposed to go. He's not like freelancing there just because Romo says it on the broadcast doesn't mean it's correct. Um, <laughs> Romo catching a stray. Yeah, he doesn't know what the call was. Wow. It's better to force the guy inside than to force the guy outside. Um, obviously, this is where the Eagles are weak in this game, but I, I, I stand by Christian Ellis is better than Nicholas Mora. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, look, I think if you're coming down I also to think there's more upside. Like, you know what Nicholas Mora is. Christian Ellis doesn't have the, the benefit of having played in the league as long as Nicholas Mora has. So, like, you would expect that he would get better over time. True. Although I value dependability more than you seem to, like you say, you're not uh, as as big on like a guy being in the right spot within the defense. That to me, I'm a consistency person. I'm a dependability person. I think like dependability is one of the most important attributes somebody could have, um, particularly on the football field. I understand your point about high variance, uh, but I mean consistency matters to me. Reliability, dependability. That's true. That's why he's not on the field. Mm -hmm. But I also think Nicholas Morrow does not offer that. And I think okay. there is like the, there is the perception that because yeah. he's been in the league, he offers that he is in the wrong place all the time. Okay. Zach Cunningham offers that and has yes. and has done that. I, I don't believe that Nicholas Morrow offers that. That's really Zach my, my main point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think that the Eagles are. I don't think they have a good solution right now. It's exactly it, this is a personnel issue. And look, I'm not. I'm not going to rip Howie Roseman for for where they are at linebacker right now. Um, first off, they're they're ten and one. They're winning games, and we we know the way they view linebacker. Nicobe Dean's hurt. Zach Cunningham's injured. Uh, I mean, Nicobe's injured. Zach Cunningham's injured. Like they're in this position because of injuries. The Eagles were never going to have. You know, Sean Bradley's injured. Um, they were never going to have this deep cupboard. At linebacker, it's just the reality of the situation. It's unfortunate that these injuries are compounding. the The only argument you could say is that Nicobe Dean did come with an injury history, 
and perhaps they should have had a little more insurance beyond. But 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 essentially, that's what Morrow was, and that I mean, I mean Morrow started the season on practice squad. Morrow was not expected to be the number one linebacker in week was it thirteen. Yeah, and I don't, and I, and I don't really fault them for this yeah. roster construction. I think, I think it made total sense. Um, and if you, yeah. you know, if the, the the proof is in the pudding, if you got to go, like, fewer resources somewhere, that's the place to go. And as you said, it has borne out that they are still ten and one despite having yeah. just mediocre linebacker play. And the truth is, for all that 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 we can talk about how they're undermanned and linebacker and um, some of the strain that they might have on the middle of the field. The bottom line is the way this defense is built is if this defensive line wins and this 49ers offensive line, certainly not, yes. not this dominant. I mean, their, their talent is at the skill positions, not on the offensive line other than, than left tackle where Trent Williams is awesome. Uh, but if the Eagles win their matchups on the front and I, I know Fletcher doesn't, you know, we'll see Fletcher status, but, but they're thin at, at D tackle. Jalen Carter has been incredible this year. Jordan Davis is taking a step. Milton Williams coming back will be huge. Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick are, you know, two of the best players in the league at, at their positions. Brandon Graham can give you productive snaps. You, you want to see, uh, as we've discussed in previous shows, more depth at the edge. But, like, the the answer, the Sean Desai's answer and the Eagles' answer for how are you going to, to figure this out is win at the line of scrimmage. And frankly, that's what happened last year. The Eagles won at the yes. line of scrimmage and they won the game. That is, I mean, that is the whole key to this game on that side of the ball, right? Is the Eagles defensive line is going to need to dominate yeah. the Niners up front. As you said, Trent Williams is is great. Although, like, I I know that like all the offensive line experts love Trent Williams. And he's like, he's a Hall of Famer. That's oh great. I just think take. he's a little bit overrated. I mean... I have seen Derek Barnett dominate him. I have seen him, you know, he's great in space. That's awesome. I just, I don't, like, I think Lane Johnson is a much better player than Trent Williams. That's, it's a really high bar. Yeah. I just, like, I have seen Trent Williams enough and seen him lose enough that I'm not, like, he's not Joe Thomas to me. Okay. That's all. I think Trent Williams is great. He's great. uh, But the rest of that offensive line is not very good. No, not at all. And Colton McKivitz at, at right tackle and Spencer Burford at right guard especially have been uh, taken advantage of. And you certainly know that Hassan Reddick can do yeah. that to this this Niners team. That's this game, right? Is if if they can dominate up front and also in run defense, if Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and if Fletcher Cox, if he plays, can be stout in the middle of the field and force the Niners into, you know, I say force into third and long. And then if they can not be so bad on third and long again, but um, like that's where they have to win. I agree, and I'm going to make a, a little statement here. Okay. Now it is un- it's unbecoming of, of of a reporter to like engage in in the. I'm not, I'm just covering the team. I'm not getting into this whole back and forth. Okay. Okay. But if the 49ers have a tight end blocking Hassan Reddick, and Brock Purdy gets sacked. I don't want to hear how great the play design was, how they had three guys open downfield. Like part of a play design is blocking. If the Eagles win at the line of scrimmage, it does not matter how impressive the route was. It does not matter. uh, Oh, this, this could have been an explosive play. What matters is that you didn't block the pass rusher. Uh, So I think sometimes there's this, well, if this play worked, it would have, it would have busted. no, if you don't block the guy in front of you, it doesn't matter what happens. So uh, that's a little preemptive. Right. It's, not like a, you know, it's not like a blitzer, like a, a nickel blitzer coming who surprises you. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, like the guy it, who's leading the league in sacks. Yeah. Ex- exactly. So you made the point on our show last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Last, uh, last year that there's a reason why these Niners quarterbacks get hurt every year. Uh, they're not just adding injury prone players. Uh, if if you're not protecting them the way they need, they need to be protected, and you're facing a good pass rush, this is something that could happen. I think there is such a, an interesting philosophical contrast between these organizations and like the coaching staffs and the roster building, because Kyle Shanahan, it's all about like get me the guys who can run my system. Yes, right. Like I know best. He wants he wants to be playing Madden, right? He wants everybody to be exactly where they're yeah. supposed to be in what he wants them to do. And it's great if if they're as good as Debo Samuel and, <laughs> yeah. and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey, 
Um, but you know, he, he wants somebody pressing the buttons that he wants them to be pressing. Whereas Nick Sirianni, it's like, get me the best players and I will like, let's find a way to get them the ball. And sometimes the offensive scheme is not like, you know, the most impressive stuff on the chalkboard, but if you've got AJ Brown matched up one-on-one, like let's throw him the ball. And, uh, there's in the roster construction of it, you know, they both load up on the defensive line. But the, the Niners do not load up on the offensive line. They do not have that long-time organizational emphasis, and that's part of the problem for them up front, and that's where, like, that is where the Eagles need to exploit them. Well said. Well said. Tell me about Wheelhouse Cards. Sir. Yes. Uh, I, I love local stores and supporting Philly businesses. I, I saw a, a Wheelhouse Cards. It's, it's the go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps, Chrome, Baseball, and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports, which is celebrating 10 years, I believe. Looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester, they're open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. I follow them and enjoy their content. All right, Zach, let's get into the draft as we uh, use that as a way to continue our discussion of this matchup. Should we do rock, paper, scissors? Let's do it. All right. Wait, I mean, just I missed last week. You did miss last week. Yeah. Ready? Two out of three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. My scissors beats your paper. Okay. Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Your paper beats my rock. Okay. Wait. Okay. This is supposed to be a rapid fire game. <laughs> Strategy. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. I knew it. Your scissors Boom. beats my paper. Okay. I knew it. Um, so I'm up first. And look, one I pick, know. One pick and then two picks. And then one, one, one. I know that there's this. Uh, this underground argument to try to get Brock Purdy into the MVP contention. And I understand Brock Purdy's numbers are, uh, they're impressive this year and he's playing better and he's putting the ball where it, it needs to go. To me, this is not a contest. Jalen Hurts is superior to Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts is uh, one of the best players in the NFL. Um, he needs to reduce turnovers, but he makes plays so many different ways. Uh, he takes advantage of the players around him, but also he can create plays on his own. The I, I, I know we've kind of put to bed the Bills game, but man, that past OZ, every time I, I, I watch it, that is like, that's your MVP throw right there. That was a great play, uh, extended the play, made the throw, put it only in a spot where OZ could catch it. Uh, I feel strong in in this. I really like this 49ers roster, but I think the Eagles have not just an advantage at quarterback, but a notable advantage at quarterback. And so I'm going with Jalen Hurts, or I'm, I'm going with the Eagles quarterback as the number one pick. So Brock Purdy, number one in the NFL in EPA per dropback. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is eighth. Purdy is second in success rate. Hurts is sixth. Um, Brock Purdy has been awesome yes. on an efficiency basis. I am with you that the drumbeat to get him involved in the MVP discussion is preposterous. Uh, he is maximizing his chances, but he is not the engine that drives that offense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, your boy, Christian McCaffrey, is the engine who drives that Happy offense. Happy to claim Christian McCaffrey is my boy. That guy is incredible. If you just look at the percentage <laughs> of like yard, offensive yards that the quarterback is responsible for, so passing yards plus rushing yards, Purdy is 16th in the league. So, like, volume matters in, a, in a, a most valuable player conversation. The only There are four guys in the NFL who are in the top 10 in uh, EPA per play and also the percentage of the offense that they account for. It's Patrick Mahomes, it's Justin Herbert, it's Jalen Hurts, it's Josh Allen. So that, that sort of tracks with what you would think. I agree. I think this is the right pick for you. Jalen Hurts is a far superior player to, to Brock Purdy. He can do more. He can answer more questions. And Brock Purdy also... You know, again, this is, uh, you know, how insightful is this? But turnovers are going to be a huge part of this game. If the Eagles are going to be as loose with the football as they have been at some times this year, they're going to lose the game probably. But Brock Purdy has been loose with the ball. Mm. Um, 
and you know the everybody's talking about the like the interceptable play the turnover worthy plays which is kind of a you know how much do you trust that stat but he does he will give the eagles chances to uh to pick this ball off so that's a that's a huge factor in this game i think you made the right pick appreciate that all right um tough for me here because you know certainly both defensive lines are are, yes. are fantastic so not a huge delta i would i would have a uh, a preference but a, not one that is that is huge and you could say the same about wide receiver and so the the i will i will uh i will stay true to if the, if i didn't have two picks what i would take first i i think the biggest difference in a position that matters is the eagles interior offensive line um so i will make that the first pick and i will bow, i will uh, i will i will follow that up with i'm going to take the tackles as well uh, okay. So I'm going to take the inti- the entire Eagles offensive line with my two picks. We don't know about Lane Johnson. We expect him to play, but he will be hampered if if he does. You know Trent Williams, who uh, is so overrated and has been for so long. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, like Colton McKivitz can be had. The rest of that offensive line can be had. I feel good about the Eagles offensive line, and we can get into a little bit more tomorrow. But it does feel like. Running the ball is going to be mm-hmm. uh, an important thing for the Eagles in this game. That is, the, the Niners are not a great run defense. They can be pushed around a little bit. We know about Javon Hargrave; like he's a, he, he can be some t- something of a one-dimensional player sometimes. Um, I think I think DeAndre Swift is going to be a big factor in this game. But give me the Eagles offensive line. Yeah, that's that's the right way to go. I was considering Eagles interior offensive line with the number one pick, but I wanted to make sure that I got Jalen Hurts on, on my team. Um, I, I, I thought that you you framed it well with the offensive line, uh, that this is this is where the Eagles have an advantage, especially if Lane Johnson's on the field, which we're which we're assuming that he is, and that the Niners are productive despite the right side of the offensive line. So I I I think that's a good pick. Now, I'm in a weird spot here because we we both kind of agree that the least important positions on the field from a roster building perspective are linebacker and running back. Okay. But I did at the most important positions. Now that offensive line's taken, I don't see a significant Delta with a defensive line. I know I think higher of chase young than you might, uh, but I don't see a significant, I see a Delta, but not a major Delta at wide receiver. Uh, but there are there is a notable delta at running back and at linebacker, and so this 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 might be high from a roster building perspective. But like one thing that I want to acknowledge is that when we do this exercise, the purpose of this exercise is to judge the two rosters, not necessarily to like build it the way we would if if we were drafting a team right. long term. It's it's where is yeah, the, the difference this, yeah. this, this weekend, and that's why I need to go linebacker here. Um, I think it's a very reasonable. Yeah, pick. Fred Warner uh, is—he's like he's turning into the new prototype in the NFL. The Eagles are really weak at that spot, that, as we discussed in the second block of the show. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think this is a stretch. I would not take Fred Warner if if we were drafting like long term. I would not take him one of the top five guys in, in, in this game. But for the perspective of looking at this weekend's game, the 49ers are really good in the middle of the field and the Eagles are not. So I'm going linebacker. I think that's, I think that's a reasonable pick. I, now I will say I, uh, I do agree with the, I think, I think this is a long time Jimmy Kemsky position that Dre Greenlaw is like very overrated because he gets to play next to Fred Warner. But I mean, yeah, we're talking about Fred Warner and like any Joe off the street against Christian Ellis and and Nicholas Morrow. That's, that's a pretty big difference. The funniest, um, as an aside, like the, the most random Fred Warner story um, was when uh, the Jets were scouting Zach Wilson. You, is this a story you remember? Uh, so uh, they were at, no, go ahead. So they were at BYU's Pro Day, and there was like a little – and there was some concern or, or some questions about Zach Wilson's size. And so Robert Sala, uh, who was with the Niners before he came to the Jets, called over Fred Warner, who was there at the BYU Pro Day, and had him like stand back to back to Zach Wilson to like mess so because he knew Fred Warner's size. Mm. So he wanted to see how Fred Warner compared to Zach Wilson. And he's like, he's like, well, I saw how, how big Zach Wilson was in person. So, so next to Fred Warner. So that, that made me feel good about this. There you go. 
Good, good uh, ZB encyclopedic knowledge nugget. Uh, before we keep going with the draft, let's talk about FOCO, Zach. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. The holiday season is here, people. If you want to buy some Philly merch for the sports fan in your life, FOCO has you covered. They've got overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. FOCO has also hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY10 (laughs) for 10% off. All right. This is tough um, because, you know, wide receiver. I would rather have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith than Devo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, but it's not a crazy difference. Um, I am not willing to go Christian McCaffrey yet. Okay. So I may let you have him. We'll see. I, I, I think I know where you're going here. Edge, like, I would, I would, I guess I would rather have Reddick and Sweat and Brandon Graham, but, you know, Chase Young and Nick Bosa and Cleveland Farrell and Randy Gregory, that's, that's pretty good. Defensive tackle, I would probably rather have the Eagles, like, depth. That Maybe that's where I go. I think corner is, is an important one. Hmm. Because uh, I think the Eagles have two good corners, and I think the Niners have one. But do I take Christian McCaffrey just to I throw you, you off? Tight end. No. Now, tight end, yeah. if you're telling me that Dallas Goddard's not going to play. Well, I, I don't know that, but I, I would lean in that direction at this point. That's certainly a big difference <laughs> in this game. I mean, DeAndre Swift is playing very well. I'll tell you what. I am gonna, I'm going to actually go ahead, and I'm going to take A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Okay. Um, perfectly defensible position. I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't love this because Brandon Ayuk is, is playing really well. Uh, Devo Samuel, it's impressive that he's able to run so fast with all that junk in the trunk. We've talked about that for years, but give me AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, who I think can, um, can make more unschemed game changing plays than the other two guys. That's fair. And, uh, Devonte has been on this heater. AJ is top three in the NFL. I would definitely take the Eagles wide receivers over the 49ers. I just don't think the Delta is significant, but I think that's a good pick. Uh, so I'm, I'm down here to, <coughs> excuse me, deciding between whether if Dallas Goddard's not playing, there is a major Delta there, but Christian McCaffrey's one of the best players on the field. And I already know that I don't have uh, the Eagles wide receivers and I don't have the Eagles offensive line. It's going to end up that I'm I'm like Jalen Hurts with the 49ers offense here, which which might not be a bad position to be in. I mean, do you think Kyle Shanahan would make that trade? I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, not the contract would complicate it, but I would imagine so. Yeah, but do you think but he you would think want he, Jalen? He Hurts? wants like a bot. Yeah, I don't know that he would bot. want Jalen Hurts. He he drafted. He, I mean, he has a long time preference for white quarterbacks. That's that's for one. What kind of comment is that? He, he literally drafted Trey Lance with a, a number three overall, and then didn't and then didn't really want him, didn't really like him. Made sure that he, you know, made sure to make it known that he didn't want Robert Griffin the third. He wanted Kirk Cousins instead. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm just saying. I I'm think he might he might have some biases that he has to wrestle with. I'm staying as far away from that conversation as it gets. There's n- okay. That's that's not even. He doesn't cool. want somebody playing out of structure. Well, that was that. It's interesting you say that because that was the whole debate. It's it's funny how it's worked out because the debate was like Trey Lance versus uh, Mac Jones, right? Right, and Mac Jones hasn't turned it. But the whole point is like Mac Jones, you get this guy who plays within structure, and Trey Lance, you can take the Shanahan offense and all of a sudden add to it. Right. I, I need to say that 2012 Washington, the, the team that was previously. The nickname in Washington at the right. time. Okay, they weren't the Washington football team yes. at the time. The Washington in 2012 was a revelation to watch. RG3 was incredible. That system was perfect for him. Uh, the way they ran the ball was awesome. It's a shame. I was there uh, in that Washington-Seattle playoff game when RG3 got hurt. And there's a part of me that always wonders what happens if RG3 did not get hurt. 
because RG because he is that year was special. And if RG three had not gotten hurt, then maybe Kyle Shanahan never like recognizes that injuring his own quarterback is his kink. <laughs> You're really anti Kyle Shanahan. Man. Just trying to warm up for everybody for Danez tomorrow because I know that he's going to come out oh, firing yeah. on Kyle. You actually know how to play the crowd as well. Um, ZB scared of reporting the truth. I have no <laughs> evidence of Kyle Shane. Like I'm staying away from that because I know that, that that's to me it's it's such like a weird take. Um, so, anyways, tight end or running back here. Uh, there's more of a delta at tight end, but give me one of the best players in football. I'm going Christian McCaffrey. He can do so much for you. He's a game changer. Uh, he's just he's a, he's a he's a rare player. He's a special player. Anyone who has him in fantasy football this year is seeing it. But anyone who's who's watched him going back to Stanford, they there just aren't people in this world like Christian McCaffrey. So uh, give me Christian. I'll, I'll be happy to take Christian McCaffrey. All right, I will uh, move things along a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles' corners. Okay. I'm going to take Darius Slay and James Bradbury, even if he's trash. Uh, over Charvarius Ward, who is very good, and Diamador Lenoir, who is just okay, and Ambry Thomas, their their nickelback. Um, I don't think it's a huge difference, mm-hmm. but I, I like Slay and Bradbury more, and I think the position matters more than uh, you're going to get Kettle over over uh, my Jack Stoll probably, okay. but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you made the choice easier for me. Give me George Kittle. So now I have the number one DVOA offense in the league with Jalen Hurts as an upgraded quarterback. That's pretty good. I'll take that. Yeah, you have just the Niners offense with Jalen Hurts. I yes. have the Eagles offense with with Brock, Brock Purdy. Yeah, I don't it'll, think I'm not sure. It'll make I'm Matt not Campbell sure Nick Sirianni <laughs> would make that trade. No. Uh, okay. Well, now you're putting the onus on me to pick a. Uh, and now the safeties, the, the Niners safeties are not very good right and now. They just they're lost missing. Up they're, 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 yeah, yeah, Telano Hufanga. Yeah. Um, you, know, you could even make a case that the Eagles' number one DVOA special teams are the uh, Niners' uh, bottom oh, five, bottom ten special Michael teams. Michael Clay revenge could game be, uh, could be a, a factor here. Which way am I going with the defensive line? Oh, man, that's tough. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with the Eagles' defensive tackles. Hmm. Now, Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave are awesome. Yeah, probably even arguably the best defensive tackle tandem in the NFL, starting tandem, right? But if Fletcher Cox is able to play in this game, which I, I kind of think that he will be, you've got three guys, plus Milton Williams is probably coming back. I think they're deeper there. I think they can solve a few more problems because Jordan Davis can be so good against the run. Jalen Carter can do both things, whereas the Niners guys are a little bit more one-dimensional. They have not done a great yeah. job against the run. So I'm going to take the the overall quality of the Eagles' defensive tackles here. Yeah, that's 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 a defensible position. Uh, by the way, I, I I wrote the other day that the opinion that I had on on the show that that Jalen Carter might incredibly be an upgrade over Javon Hargrave, and the response that I received overwhelmingly was like. Of course, like is is this even a debate? That was my response. I yeah. think people forget how good Javon Hargrave was, and I yes. I, I just want to give a shout out to like the Javon because sometimes <laughs> shout when Javon, yeah, sometimes when people leave, you, you know, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Javon Hargrave had eleven sacks last year from the interior. He had, I think, what eighteen sacks over the over the last two years. He was a key part of two playoff teams for the Eagles. Uh, he the Eagles signed him to a what three year, thirty six million dollar deal. He outplayed that contract. Uh, he was probably the second best player on the defense last year. Yeah. Uh, so I think Jalen Carter's incredible. And I think Jalen Carter's going to be one of the best players in the in the league. When I wrote that and when I said that, that was meant as a compliment to Jalen Carter. And somehow it was interpreted as like a slight to Jalen Carter. No. I think of Javon Hargrave in very high esteem. And so uh, I think Eagles fans should remember just how good Javon Hargrave is. There's a little Javon erasure, if you will. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. Okay. I just think that people have seen like J- Jalen Carter is is that good. That's yeah, just sure. how good he is, and it it is crazy that he is an upgrade on Javon Hargrave. Like that is that is wild. But yeah, you're right. Javon yeah. Hargrave was was awesome, uh, and still so, is very productive. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Eagle safeties here. Uh, the 49ers banged up at that position. Uh, they're they're trying to figure this out now. They do have. For all the Penn State fans here, they're turning the, the uh, Jair Brown, Trenton native, right? Uh, so local guy there, and they have Deshaun Gibson. But 
uh, you know, they lost their best safety. The Eagles are, they have, they have Bayard, they have Blankenship. Um, I like what I'm seeing. You know, they have Sidney Brown who's going to play a, a role in this game. So give me the Eagles safeties in this game. I mean, this is a, this is unprecedented, Zach, that the edge would be mm-hmm. still on the board in this draft. And I'm going to, I'm going to continue making it unprecedented. I'm going to make them Mr. Irrelevant. I'm going to take the Eagles special teams okay. over the Niners special teams. You know, maybe if this game comes down to a, uh, 59 yarder in the, uh, in the piss and rain, Jake mm-hmm. Elliott will make me look good, but more I'm gonna, than Jake Moody, <laughs> more than Jake Moody, uh, who, who there was the, you know, a, a team coming off an NFC championship game. The first pick of their draft yeah, was a kicker pick, yeah. who uh, is just okay. Hard so, to yeah. defend that one. Uh, give me, give me Jake Elliott and the, uh, not the Eagles special teams. So anyone who knows my proclivity for roster construction and the type of players that, that, you know, I, I like these big time college players. Keep dropping my pen cap. Yeah. That's, that's a shame. Uh, these, these big time college players drafted high. I mean, an edge rushing group that has Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Cleveland Farrell, and Randy Gregory, uh, with Robert Beal Jr. as, 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 as like the fifth guy would seem to be like my type, right? Because, uh, now in Chase Young, I am so bullish on Chase Young. I think Chase Young is going to be awesome. That said, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat have done it more. Now, Nick Bosa could have been the defensive player of the year last year, right? He was that good. I think um, he was the defensive player. Yeah, he was player, the defensive yeah. player of the year last year. He was that good. Um, but Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat, I just like the consistency that they play with. Uh, I frankly think they have more of a chance to be productive against San Francisco's offensive line than the San Francisco edge rushers have against the Eagles offensive line so when we go back and we grade this after the game and we see who was productive um yeah i am going with but then i can just say you know nick bosa would have done the same thing to colton mckivitz sure i'm going with hassan reddick and josh sweat here uh in this in this matchup i think hassan reddick's one who kind of takes this personally so so give me hassan yeah i think uh, i think i would rather have reddick and sweat than bosa and Chase Young by like a very small marginal bit, but I, I would probably rather like I, the Niners depth is better. Sure. Um, and the Eagles guys are coming off playing so many snaps last week. So this is, it's a tough call. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with the pick, but it's, you could, you could argue it either way. All right, let's uh, run this down quickly on offense. Zach has Jalen hurts and the entire rest of the Niners offense. That does seem pretty difficult to beat. Whereas I have Brock Purdy and the entire Eagles offense hanging my hat on the offensive line. Hope that makes a difference there uh, on the defense. Zach has the Eagles edge rushers, the Niners defensive tackles, the Niners linebackers, the Niners corners, the Eagles safeties, and the Niners special teams. I have the Niners edge, the Eagles defensive tackles, the Eagles linebackers, the Eagles corners, the Niners safeties, and the Eagles special teams. Unless the Eagles really, really dominate on the offensive line, I think this is looking, looking pretty good for you. We'll see. Just saying. It's we'll good. see. It's and I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show because uh, it'll be interesting talking Eagles against 49ers. Um, Eagles offense versus 49ers. Uh, I'm looking forward to our special guest. I'm looking forward to Goose Wisely. Uh, quick thing. Um, tomorrow, uh, we did not mention it. Deshaun Jackson, one of the great players of, yes. the, of the last two decades in the Eagles, officially retiring with the Eagles tomorrow. He will be an honorary captain this weekend. Um, he, he wants people to be wearing their number 10 jerseys in the crowd, uh, this weekend. So big pump for Braden man, but, <laughs> um, but, uh, it is important to mention that, uh, I, I think, you know, Deshaun Jackson, I, I know it was kind of a checkered career in the middle there when he got cut unceremoniously, but he, in our, you, you have any deep reporting on that? <laughs> um, yeah, the, yeah, there's, there's, there could, there could potentially be, uh, um, something that kind of looks at this period of, of the Eagles coming out soon. Okay. So, but um, Deshaun Jackson, uh, like without question, one of the most exciting players that I've ever covered, uh, and like revered by teammates too. Like just a different type of player. I had a Q and A with him that's on all PHLY that appeared a few that appeared during the bye where he kind of talked about his relationship with Jalen Hurts and his time in Philly. Uh, excuse me the diehards can check that out but yeah he will officially retire as a member of the eagles tomorrow when i think of deshaun jackson 
I think of when I first started covering the team. I was an intern for the Eagles in 2009, started during training camp. And Deshaun Jackson is the, is the first best player I've ever seen. Like every single day in training camp, completely uncoverable. And it was like, how could there be so many elite athletes on the same field and this guy is playing at such a different speed it's than all of them. Great like yeah. he's one of the best practice players I've ever seen mm. because, and e- that was even the case when he came back for the Eagles with, yeah. with Carson Wentz. Remember how dominant he was during <laughs> training camp? Yeah. It was crazy yeah. because you just like there, nobody I've never, he's nobody's fast as him. And he had that, you know, um, like total naivety about how small he was relative to everybody else on the field, like that crazy confidence that you need to have as I am a wide receiver. Um, one of the, I, you know, I would still say like probably my favorite player to watch on the field mm. from my time covering the Eagles. Just, just awesome. So awesome. there you go. All right. That'll do it for the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Thursday back tomorrow. The professor is going to be joining us in studio. Can't wait for that. Uh, as we turn our attention to the Eagles offense against the Niners defense, Goose Wisely, all that good stuff ahead of the big game on Sunday. So for Zach and Julia, we thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. We all silly like the mayor. 